0: On the surface, it's going to appear as though the what they believe is exactly what you believe with the exception of, hey, we worship on Saturday, you worship on Sunday, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's okay. I go to Saturday church sometimes too. No big deal, right? But when you dig into Ellen G. Whiting's writings, you will find that Ellen G. White says this in her writings, that those who go to church on Sunday are the uh, receiving the mark of the beast, and this is a group, guys, that I have done quite a bit, bu- uh, uh, quite a bit of work on on my channel. Uh, Seventh Day Adventists. I've done so many videos on uh, this group, and so uh, we want to take a look at what they believe, and I think this will be one of the shorter ones out of the the groups that we're going to talk about today. Um, Seventh Day Adventists. And so once again, I've got, oh, let's see, one, two, three, four videos on my channel specific, specifically about uh, this group and their doctrine. So I encourage you to check those out. And I, I trust that Mike does as well. So um, let's just go through it. What do SDAs, we'll call them for short, believe about God? Well, um, uh, SDAs accept and embrace the orthodox view of God. So no issues there, right? They believe that, you know, God is one. They believe in the Trinity. Um, you know, God the Father exists in three persons. Like So there's, there's no issue there. No issue there at all, okay? So, and by the way, if you want a clearer idea of what an Adventist believes, just go to adventist.org. And on that website, you'll see that they have 28 fundamental beliefs. And if you're really interested in what they believe, just read through that. But I will say this. I will say this, and I may get in trouble for saying this. Not every single thing that, uh, I need to be careful I say this, Um, there are a lot of hidden doctrines or, or beliefs that many individual Adventists, notice how I phrased that. I didn't say Adventism. I said many individual Adventists that you will meet, there's many hidden beliefs that you may or may not find on their website. And I'm gonna to try to highlight a couple of them here. All right, uh, now, what do SDAs believe about divine authority? Now, once again, uh, I wanna be very, very careful and fair to this group, uh, and, and this goes along the lines of there being variances within every one of these groups. Okay, so let me just, the best way I thought about and prayed about how to, to, to talk about this group is, uh, first and foremost, there's a couple of groups that you're going to run into, a couple of different types of Adventists. There's the moderate group, and the moderate group is going to be like, yeah, we believe the exact same thing that you do, the Bible only. That's it. Nothing more. The Bible only. That's it, right? Now, you're just be prepared. You're also going to run across some more extreme, maybe radical is probably the word I should have used, radical uh, uh, Seventh-day Adventists. And they will also say, because they have to, their Adventist website says this, they will also say the Bible only, but the Bible only as it is interpreted and understood by Ellen G. White. See? So there you go. So now we say, yeah, that's, of course, we we believe in solo scripture. I mean, yes, we believe in only the Bible. Okay, but yes... We believe in the Bible as it is interpreted, or understood by one of our founders, LNG White. So as, as, as LNG White interprets certain passages or texts or doctrines or theology in the Bible, which is not in any other book, it's still in the Bible, that's how we interpret these things, right? And that's the reason why having conversations with them can be very difficult because you're not going to run into them using verses from other books or other you know, divine authority or anything like that, um, they're using the Bible for everything. The question is, are they interpreting it in the same way as an evangelical Christian? Well, some may in some instances, right? In most instances, in most instances, yes, but then you have the radical group that um, is gonna be a little bit different. So I just wanna make sure you're clear on that. Now, speaking of Ellen G. White, some, now once again, all right, if you're an Adventist out there, don't crucify me here, but some, Some of them will place her writings on par with the writings of the Apostle Paul. And I can already see some Adventists and they're saying, you're misrepresenting us, right? Well, it's true, because if you look at some of the key figures in their history, there are people in their church, in their denomination, that have gone on record to say, I think one of them is Robert Olson, who's gone on record to say that there's no reason why I wouldn't see the writings of Ellen G. White as being on the same spiritual level of authority as uh, the writings of Paul. As a matter of fact, on their website at they have since changed this. They have since changed it. But if you if you if you do a little bit of research and you dig on their website, they used to say that Ellen G. White's writings are a continual source of divine truth and authority. Something along those lines. I can't quote it exactly, but a continuing source of divine truth and authority. Now, they have since changed that language, I think, because they understand that you're getting into trouble when you start to say that LNG, white writings, are a continual source of divine truth, right? They're going to run into too many issues if they're trying to assimilate to being a Christian or in a Christian group and not be considered a cult, they're going to run into many any issues when you have that on your website. So I think they've cha- I know they've changed that. Okay, now another issue that's a little bit different is they believe in the ongoing gift of prophecy. Now obviously you know we do as well as Christians, but the idea is it's a little bit different. Um, for, this is where things kind of get a little bit kind of dicey because if they believe that. Uh, you know, okay, yes, we believe in the Bible, but we also believe in this strong gift of prophecy and, and the fact that God could reveal something more. Now on their website, they'll say that prophecy must always line up with scripture, which I love and respect. I believe that as well. But it's difficult, guys. I'm just being honest. It's difficult to really wonder if, well, I'll just say it this way. Um, There are many, there are several things that, L. N. G. White has said and have have written, uh, prophesied that are not consistent with biblical truth. So if from a Christian perspective, we would call that person a false prophet. If what they're saying and writing and predicting isn't consistent with the scriptures, we would label that person a false prophet and therefore we should not follow what that person is saying, right? And um, unfortunately, in the Adventist church, you, you, you know, you, you don't have this extreme, um, what's the word I'm looking for, denunciation or rejection of some of the things that Ellen G. White is kind of just, ah, well, you know, she didn't mean that, right? She didn't mean it that way. Or, she, or, or if you really knew the spirit behind what she was saying, you'd understand that she's interpreting it a different way. For instance, Some of the things that she'll say is that, you know, the the obeying the Sabbath is the golden clasp for salvation. It's required for salvation, things like that. So when I've had conversations with Adventists about this, which to me is very clear when somebody says obedience to the Sabbath is the golden clasp of salvation, that seems to be very clear that if you don't do this, you're not a Christian, you're not saved, you're not going to heaven when I've had conversation with some uh, in the Adventist church, they'll say, well, she didn't mean that. You know, you took it out of context. And then when I ask them, to, you know, can you explain to me how I took it out of context? Like, what is the proper context? How should I understand what Ellen G. White says when she says these things? I have not been able to get a solid answer for that. So once again, if we stay away from L. N. G. G. White, and we just look at what's on their website, I love it, right? I love it, because I didn't see a whole lot on there that I would strongly disagree. But if you start embracing the everything that Ellen G. White said as truth and doctrine and gospel, that's when I think we can get into some issues, all right? Now, I probably went on a whole lot longer than that. Now, what do they believe about Jesus? Well, their, their website clearly states that uh, they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, good. The second member of the Godhead, good born of a virgin, good, and prophesied to be the coming Messiah from the Old Testament, good. So no issues there, guys, no issues. Now, I know there's some people that will bring up that, that you know they believe that Jesus is um, something else, uh, uh, but that whatever that is, I can't think of it right now, that's been debunked, okay? They, they've explained what they mean by that, and that makes sense. But once again, they, what they believe about God is spot on. What they believe about Jesus is spot on, right? So that's why you have to be careful when you talk to people of, of, uh, and just assume that, okay, well, this person's not a Christian. They're a cult, blah, 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 because much of what they have on their, on their website, and what they believe is the same thing that you and I believe it's the same things right now. Yes. Before I get into trouble. Yes. There are some differences because I can see, I already tell you guys again, send me some emails. Yes. There are some very distinct differences. All right. I have four videos on my channel that you can go and I can line up all the differences, all right. So just you clear on that. All right. Now, what do they leave off salvation? So once again, you have the two moderate group and extremist group or radical group. Now, the moderate group will say the Sabbath is not required for salvation. The Sabbath is just a gift that God gives us to commune with him. Think of it like a date night with your wife. You're not not you're not not married to your 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 spouse if you don't do a date night. But the gift of a date night just gives you that time each week to connect and to commune with your spouse. But it's not like you're not married if you don't take that date night. That's how many Adventists will interpret or explain the gift of the Sabbath. It's just one day of the week, Saturday, the Sabbath, which Saturday is the Sabbath, not Sunday, right? Uh, and they'll say, well, you know, this is just a gift. It's a, it's a 24-hour period where God says rest, relax, connect. And I love that. I respect that, right? You're not wrong to obey the Sabbath. Let's be honest, guys. We all need rest and we should rest. The issue is, does it have to be done from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday? And that's where you get into now this is a law. And we're not under grace, but then they'll say that this is part of the Ten Commandments. And therefore, when did the Ten Commandments, when were the Ten Commandments ever abolished? And so we get into that whole thing, right? Uh, So so, um, now there's an extremist group. A radical group would say you must keep the Sabbath because it's required for salvation. And these are the people that primarily are uh, taking a lot of the the language from Ellen G. White's writings. And so they will basically make you feel if you do not keep the Sabbath, then you are not saved because you are living your life in complete and total disobedience to the word of God, to the 10 commandments. So how can you be saved if you're living your life in disobedience? Okay. Now, once again, two different groups here. Now, what do they believe about salvation? Well, essentially it teaches that Jesus, uh, okay, sorry, uh, salvation. Let me back up a little bit. Probably the 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 biggest issue that I have with the Adventist doctrine is a, is a doctrine called the investigative judgment. I don't have time to go into it all right here. I do go into it in my video, but essentially the idea is this, and I, and I, wanna, I don't want to get into all of it, but um, they believe that Jesus Christ is in, their, in, in the heavenly sanctuary right now, fulfilling his, and I quote in their words, the second and last phase of his atoning ministry. So the idea is that he started his atonement on earth when he died on the cross for our sins, but that that, that was just the start. That was the first phase of his atonement. The second and last phase of his atoning ministry is him in heaven right now, and he is uh, doing an investigative judgment on your life and on mine, and he's assessing whether you and I are um, uh, you and I are fit for for heaven, or uh, we should be forgiven for our sins. I, I, th- there's some confusion, to be honest with you, because I've asked several Adventists, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of Adventists you talk to, they won't even understand this dog. They they they'll be like, investigative what, like, and then you have some that will give an answer. Then you have some that um will clearly be able to explain it to you. So um, th- this one is one that, depending upon who you talk to, can be somewhat unclear. But the issue is, Jesus' atonement is done. Tetelestai, it is finished on the cross. There is no more work to do. There is no second and last phase of the atoning ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He said, it is finished when he breathed his last. That's it. There's nothing more that Jesus Christ has to do to accomplish our salvation. It's done. So to apply that there's more to do would be inconsistent, once again, with what the Bible says. Now, I wish I could give a fuller answer to that because the whole investigative judgment comes from uh, a failed prophecy from some of their um, founders Around 1844, somewhere around there, and so then this doctrine of the investigative judgment kind of emerged from there. Don't have time to go into that right now. Um, what do they believe about hell? Now, this is one that's that's very different than the uh, than the uh, evangelical uh, position, and uh, and so their view on hell is that um, that they believe in what's called annihilation. So they don't believe that. Uh, People will eternally be tormented in hell. They believe that, uh, you know, they interpret destruction, words like destruction as um, burning up or ceasing to exist. Right. Uh, You've um, you've sinned and you've committed a punishment and you're going to pay for that punishment for a particular time. But once you paid for your punishment, you will burn up. You will cease to exist. And therefore you'll be annihilated and uh, the Lord is, you know, you're not going to uh, be punished and tormented forever. Now, while that sounds real good and while that makes us feel much better about the picture of God that we have in our mind that, Oh, thankfully that's good. God, God doesn't, uh, God's not going to just sit up in heaven and torture his his, uh, creation forever, you know, and look down from heaven and laugh and say, Oh, you're burning up. Like, first of all, I don't think that's even consistent with scripture, but second of all, it makes us feel better to think that God won't t- punish and torment people and as much as I would love to think and embrace that doctrine because it feels better to know that those who you love that aren't going to go to heaven aren't going to be tormented forever and ever I just can't there's just not enough exegetical proof from the scriptures to suggest that you know phrases like forever and ever really don't mean forever and ever or Whenever you look at the verse that says some will rise to everlasting life and others to everlasting punishment, if it's the same Greek word in that verse for everlasting life and everlasting punishment, how can you interpret one as meaning we're going to live forever and the other as meaning you're going to um you're not going to live forever? It's the same Greek word in the same verse. So there's just too much exegetical proof that leads us to believe that Uh, Their doctrine of the afterlife is not consistent with the uh, Evangelical doctrine of hell. So um, that's all I'll say about Adventists. I have some good friends who are Adventists I have family members who are I love them dearly. They know where I stand on this issue Um, uh, But uh, we do disagree in some some key aspects, but I will say this we agree on a whole lot more than we disagree on. and that's the reason why I can have fellowship with someone of the Adventist denomination because what we agree on is a whole lot greater than what we disagree on. And that's the position that I take um Mike, what are your what are your thoughts, man? <laughs> I know this one is um, I know I'm, this is a tough one. I'm a bit on the
1: fence on this on this issue, but it's because um, though years ago I did look into SDA beliefs, it wasn't super thoroughly. And that was many years ago. And I just honestly don't remember a lot of the stuff. So I have been, this is one of the top requested subjects for me to cover. And I haven't covered it for my own reasons. I haven't like, sometimes what's most popular isn't what I actually, or most asked for isn't what I actually do. I do things nobody asks for that. I'm like, but you need it anyway, that's my view. So <laughs> right, um, I do that, but so I haven't gotten into this yet. I So I can't actually speak to a lot of the things that you're talking about. I'm just kind of like taking it in, okay. Um, I would I would love though one of these days to do a video where I just do a study of just not SDA but LNG White and just her teaching and her very I think it would be a very interesting worthwhile video because everyone does something on SDA, but I would just be, think it would be nice to do something just on, S, on on LNG White. Um, you know, read read all of her stuff and look at it. But at any rate, um, yeah, I I can't really weigh in. I don't even have content online about the issue. Yeah. Um but are, are would you say that? for some of the people who are commenting in in videos like that Sunday worship is the mark of the beast that that relates to the extremist SDA group.
0: Yeah, so exactly. And thank you for bringing that up. So I talk, I talk about that in one of in one of my videos because once again, that context, that 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 statement that Sunday worship is the mark of the beast. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys. This is this is what I mean when I say when you talk to an Adventist um, you know, be, be careful because on the surface it's going to appear as though the what they believe is exactly what you believe, with the exception of, hey, we worship on Saturday, you worship on Sunday, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's okay. I go to Saturday church sometimes too, no big deal, right? But when you dig into Ellen G. Whiting's writings, you will find that Ellen G. White says this in her writings. That those who go to church on Sunday are the are receiving the mark of the beast, right? And so this is where I have conversation with my Adventist, Adventist friends and I'm like, okay, wow, you're basically saying that if I go to church on Sunday, I'm not saved. I'm not a Christian, right? And so how can you say that, yes, you know, you're my brother in Christ, but one of the main founders in your denomination Ellen G White has plastered everywhere on her writings that Sunday church worship is a mark of the beast right so as an adventist you have a, if you're watching this and i pray for you if you're watching this you have a decision are you going to have the boldness to say okay i believe in the bible even if it dis even if it uh diverts from LNG White. Will you be bold enough to say that? That that might get you in trouble, that might ruffle some feathers in your denomination for you to say, look, I do believe in the Bible and I do believe in, in Lord Jesus, but I don't see some of the things that LNG White is saying in her writings as consistent. So you you have that choice. Or you have the choice of saying, you know what, I'm too afraid to step out and assert this. And so therefore, I'm just going to cower back and say, well, you know what? What Ellen G. White says is true. And that's how I interpret the Bible. But just know that if you do that, what you're saying, if you if you agree with everything that Ellen G. White has written, what you're saying is that you have to obey the Sabbath to be saved. And you're also saying that those who do not are part of the apostate church and that the SDA church is the only true church which is what LNG White believes, and that those who go to church on Sunday are receiving the mark of the beast. And if that's what you really believe as an Adventist, then what you're saying is that I'm going to hell. And when I've challenged my SDA friends on that, they, they're they stuck. They're like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to believe that you are. But then they also don't want to go against LNG White. And yeah, so they I st- like-
1: Appreciate people who will just stand on their beliefs, even if we disagree. And I know as one, someone who I want to have these conversations, Alan, with people where I'm like, hey, what is it you believe? I hate the wishy washy responses where they're not willing to stand and be like, this is yes. okay. Look, I'm yep. LDS. I think that we can all become gods, and it's kind of the most important thing to me, and mm-hmm. it should be the most important thing to everybody. Like, like, I'm really not interested in the conversation where someone's like, well, you know, we don't emphasize that doctrine anymore. I know, or, I know. Um, she Same may have taught thing. that, but but you know, there's a variety of different views. Yep. And, you know, know backpedaling away from everything we believe. Like I'm just, who respects that kind of religious commitment? I don't know. Exactly.